Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. We're back. Another episode. We had to cook it up once again. And a dear friend of mine, I reached out to him. I said, let's talk some AFC North football. You guys will know him by the name of Rudy Reyes. I like to call him, a.k.a. Mr. Starbucks, you know, because we've always had that (laughs) running on joke (laughs) from time. You know what I mean? So, Rudy, welcome back to the Mitchell Report Unleashed, my brother, my friend. You inspire all of us to do great things. How's it going? I appreciate that. It's going good, man. How are you? How is everything up in Canada, eh? <laughs> Canada, eh, is doing okay things. You know what I mean? It's September, you know, so, you know, I know the, I know in America things are a little different. The kids go back to school this week, so, you know... All that good stuff. Not saying kids myself, but, you know, university, um, college, public school, high school, whichever school you going to call it. <laughs> the school of hard knocks, like Rudy like to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's always about school. Hard knocks really gets, uh, really gets the blood pumping. No, no, definitely, definitely. So, you know why we're here. Um, football. I'm not going to start with your Steelers right away because, you know, I want to save the best for last because I know you're probably going to have some things that you need to say about your Steelers. But let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. Let's talk about week one. They have to play your Steelers. They already said Tyrod Taylor is going to be the quarterback. But Baker Mayfield has been showing nice promise, you know, showing a brand new upside ever since getting drafted the first round pick in Cleveland. Please tell me this. What do you think of the Cleveland Browns this coming year and what can we expect? You know, there, there are a lot of great things that you'd see from the Cleveland Browns and predominantly I wouldn't be really having this conversation. I would say their training camp has been meh. There hasn't been a whole lot of splash. There hasn't been anybody making any, uh, any type of buzz around the NFL, but that would be a lie. Yes. I said it for those that don't know, that would be a lie because the Cleveland Browns, or on the move. Tyrod Taylor came over from Buffalo, got them to the playoffs for the first time in a long time. First appearance in a very long time. Became a free agent, decided to battle it out with the first overall draft pick in Baker Mayfield, who was not at the NFL draft. Matter of fact, he was at home with his family waiting for those results. I was at the draft, and Baker was not. If that was indicative of Baker Mayfield being there because I was there, I don't know. I don't know Baker Mayfield. But I do know this. Baker Mayfield has been giving Tyrod Taylor all that he can handle in the battle of competition from the quarterback position. Lord knows they've 
done everything they could to get the franchise quarterback after 30 of them. Tim Couch, to name a few, Anderson, uh, Manziel, Deshaun Kaiser, and the list goes on and on. I'm not going to bore you with the details, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to bore you at all. In fact, I will say this, and I, I will go out on a reach here because I know how bad and poorly the Browns have been on offense, been getting better on defense, and we'll kind of go into that in just a little bit. But more importantly, special teams and how that's affected the morale of play on the field. Yes, Tyrod Taylor's been fantastic, and I'll give every prop due to absolutely every other position player, but the quarterback play is the most significant in the NFL and especially on this team, as aforementioned, 30-plus quarterbacks have started and we're about to see number 31. Everybody questioned who it was going to be, whether it was going to be Baker Mayfield, whether it was going to be Tyron Taylor. It was close, but I think Tyron Taylor gives him the best chance right now. And as long as Baker Mayfield can continue the momentum, the learning curve, the learning style, understanding, listening, watching, taking notes, holding that infamous clipboard, as we'd like to point out backup quarterbacks to have, and we'll obviously talk about the Steelers and their quarterback situation as well. But I think the Browns will be giving the Bengals a run for their money, and I don't think the Browns are going to go out very easy as I believe they will end up having a 500 season. Mm. And I can't believe I just said that out loud, but because there's been Brady uh, Garrett on the other side of the ball, I mean, you have a, a defense that, again, on paper, just like most teams do on paper, look very, very good. The Cleveland Browns are no exception to that. However, because I say 8-8, eight and eight, I think that the Bengals have been taking steps backwards by the releases, by players that just wanting to exit, and those surprise cuts. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Hill amongst them. Yeah. And I think the Browns are certainly in for an 8-8 eight eight season more competitive than the Cincinnati Bengals. So you're officially going to say 8-8 eight and eight for this upcoming 2018-2019 season that the Browns will be an over 500 team. I, I respect that because I, I really feel that they're going to be very, very competitive in this AFC, um, AFC North. I also feel that, and maybe, you know, with you kind of really paying attention because your team is the Steelers, when do you think ideally we will see Baker Mayfield or will we see him at all this year? You know, I think you may see Baker Mayfield in a way that uh, allows Hugh Jackson to know that it's the right time. And of course, those indications would be based on what Tyra Taylor either is or is not giving you. Is Tyra Taylor the explosive guy who can get it out of the pocket and, and be on the run and, be creative with RPL, of course, run pass option for those that don't know, and allow allow the, the quarterback play to dictate what the gains are on the field, whether it's a pitch off, whether it's an end around, whether it's something tricky or just your basic wide receiver or your slot receiver on, on an out route with Tyrod Taylor being able to make those throws downfield without the costly turnovers. I think Baker Mayfield may sit on the sidelines longer than those uh, longer than people expect for them to. But with that being said, I think Baker Mayfield is a guy that will eventually get his start, but based on quarterback play alone and the maturity level that Baker has been coached, everybody's talking about coaching up, Sam Darnold needs coaching up, Josh Rosen needs coaching up. Well, 
Baker Mayfield must have had this wonderful talk with some viable mentor to say, hey, man, this is a National Football League. This is not college. You need to be respectful and hold yourself accountable and grow up and mature. And when I seen that sit-down interview between him and Tyra Taylor on NFL Network, I've, I've seen just that. I've seen someone who was poised, who understood their, their role, their position, and I think, again, only based on quarterback play will you ever see Baker Mayfield this season. And there is not going to be no experimental, you know, play like you would probably suspect with the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson. People say, well, could he be a wide receiver? Okay, no. 30-second pick overall in the first round, not likely. But I, I like where the Browns are going, but I'm waiting to see what they can put on paper and translate that output into this Cleveland Browns season 2018. Again, as you stated, facing off against the Steelers. So this ought to be interesting. Yes. Talk about interesting. <laughs> and we talk about poise. We talk about craftsmanship. Let's go over to Baltimore because they got a unique situation, right? They've got Joel Flacco at the helm. They drafted Lamar Jackson, raw talent out of Louisville. This is another Pittsburgh Steelers rival, probably one of their biggest rivals, because we know how these games are always smash mouths from back in the day, the days of Ray Lewis, T-Sizzle, Terrell Suggs, right? I want you to tell me, this Baltimore Ravens team, are they going to be inefficient on offense with now inheriting Michael Crabtree? And when is it going to be time to pass the ball? off to a Lamar Jackson? Well, there's there's a lot to, to, to talk about when you look at, at the Ravens from a quarterback play slash offensive line. Uh, they released Perriman recently, which most people weren't expecting to occur. But unfortunately for him, it just didn't work out. The, 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 the cards weren't there. And I think a lot of it has to do with what they had available in that cap. Um, Ozzie Newsom had to make some serious moves, and and, and of course, um, you know he'll 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 pass that baton over next year. But uh, I, I look at this being kind of a shifting period between where Joe Flacco was almost rated last year, dead to last in passes over 20 yards, and and it's not to his discredit, but when you look at the talent that he did not have available to him, running game was kind of eh, subpar at best, passing. Lowest, near lowest incompletions just in the AFC North alone. I don't know that it's – maybe there's something Joe Flacco needed a fire under. Well, that fire certainly exists, and his name is Lamar Jackson. When I interviewed Lamar Jackson at the NFL draft, the whole mantra behind our conversation was that he didn't get picked in the second round. I didn't get picked in the second round. I didn't get picked in the second round. And, and that's okay, and, and I'm glad he did it. Is he a second-round talent? We don't know. Is he first-round talent? Ooh, having his mom and his agent certainly didn't help his cause. But I think more importantly, he was able to show the Ravens enough based on workouts, conversations, and, of course, dealings with his mom acting as his agent allowed for him to feel good about being taken in the first round. Overall, is, it, is he Mr. Irrelevant? I'd like to see relevancy on the field. I think if Joe Flacco struggles this year, 
uh, you're going to find that baton being uh, handed over. Speaking of batons, of course, I don't twirl one, and that's not part of my gig. I actually like twirling mics instead. I hear but you. I, think <laughs> I see what you did there. I, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think that ultimately you're going to see Lamar Jackson. They did keep RG3, though. Don't forget, he was out of the league for an entire year because he was trying to put everything together. Absolutely. And RG3 was a guy who shined in Washington for the first season. Everything just kind of went downhill after that. All the hits being taken, all the punishment, uh, the, the mistimed throws. I don't think the chemistry was there between him and his wide receivers, much less uh, his wide receiver coach or the offensive coordinator at the time. I think a lot of things changed in Washington that just kind of had him scratching and say, well, now what do I do? Went to work out. RG3 could be, could be, depending on a variety of things, that guy who could take over for Joe Fox. Of course, he is the backup, or at least we have, I personally haven't seen the scouting report. I don't know who is going to be starting uh, in lieu of Joe Flacco, if Joe Flacco gets hurt or what have you. But I suspect RG3 gets that, gets that nod because he's more polished. Lamar Jackson didn't look so so polished because, well, he's a rookie, and I think people are really quick to rank these rookies as, well, his completion isn't there, his pocket words is there, well, because he's not used to game speed. The NFL game speed is a lot different than NCAA game speed. Kirk, Kirk Herbstreit would probably tell you the very same thing. These guys have to stay on point and understand that there's a different speed, same methodology, but a different speed to the NFL than there is in the NCAA. And I think when you look at Lamar Jackson – being a very, very fine young man, the eye that I know that he is, and of course, if anybody watched the shellacking of Alabama against uh, the, the Louisville Cardinals, uh, I don't know if that had to do with quarterback play or they were just a very, I, I don't know what happened, but Alabama just shellacked them massively uh, in that <laughs> game. Uh, but when, when you look at, when you look at Lamar Jackson, I think that he can eventually be the error. To the, to the Raven throne, so as long as he can continue progressing, showing that he's progressing, working on his footwork, his accuracy, his throws on the run, uh, just being smart with the football and getting rid of it in a very timely manner. Do Whether you... or not Joe Flacco shows true colors and decides not to throw balls, you know, 20 yards plus with receivers he doesn't have, well, that's not, that's not the case. It did make some acquisitions, and I think that when you look at Baltimore and where they're headed, are they going to be as competitive in the AFC North than they were last year? I don't know. I think they're going to be a little bit better than they were last year. Um, offensive line play was kind of shaky in certain instances, uh, forcing Flacco out of the pocket, and he's not good on the run, at least not from what I've seen in the last three, you know, four or five years. But I think he is certainly somebody who can get the ball. And I think it's about confidence because completions will – enable any position player, as long as they're able to make those completions, whether it's a complete tackle, whether it's a complete touchdown, and, and, and basically grasping onto the game. I think Joe Flacco could be trending up and doing better this year than he had in a prior season. But, again, that will uh, remain to be seen as they open up on the 13th against the Cincinnati Bengals, the, the rival of rivals in AFC North, other than the Steelers. I know people listen to this podcast right now and they listen to you talk and they're like, how does he break it down so simply? 
and so effectively, right? Rudy's that's why Rudy's great. Rudy does what he does. You know what I mean? The time that goes into your show, the Rude Dog Show, and I know that you took some time with your busy schedule just to kind of come on the show here, talk some football, you know, and break this down. But you're always great at what you do. You know what I mean? So hats off to you for Thank that. Thank you very much. I, I certainly appreciate that. Thank no, you. No, definitely. You. definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm very humbled. Yes, no, definitely. So do we even cover the Cincinnati Bengals? Because I think there's an asterisk on this team, right? I think there's an asterisk on Andy Dalton, right? I think there's an asterisk on A.J. Green. And where the complexion of this team is going to be. Where do they sit in this AFC North right now, currently? Is Andy Dalton, in your eyes, is the, is the, is the mic, is not the mic, is the magnifying glass on Andy Dalton's career right now something that we need to be looking at in Cincinnati? You know, I actually can address that in a twofold manner because look at look at Marvin Lewis. Now, I'm not going to suggest that Marvin Lewis is a reason why Andy Dalton is not doing very good, but you hear about great coach and quarterback situations in the NFL with Sean McVay and Jared Goff. Look at look at that combination as as a prime example of taking a guy who is not very big, not very fast, but is able to be effective because of the coaching, because of the conversation. And when I look at Marvin Lewis and I look at the type of connection that, that he has had to Andy Dalton, it's been kind of shaky at best. I mean, last year he threw 25 TDs to 12 interceptions and probably one of the, I don't know, I'd say one of the most menial. He only threw for 3,000 yards, but he's always had up and down seasons since he entered the league in 2011. So I, I look at Andy Dalton, and he just he reminds me, and hey, it pains me to see this. It really does, because as much as I enjoy watching quarterbacks that that, that go to any certain team do well, he's been sub subpar at times. When you think he was able to connect to AJ Green, he did. At times during this preseason, did he not so much? And, and again, I take nothing away from Andy Dalton's off-field off antics by, you know, helping raise money for for, for his causes and, and to bring awareness to, to to certain debilitating diseases. And, you know, those things are great. But the translation of him being able to get to the next level, I just don't see that from him. I just don't. And it has nothing to do with the weaponry. I think it's it's more of a culture-based situation you're going to find in, in Cincinnati that's disabling this team, and it starts with coaching. You have to own it. Coaches, coaches have to own it. The way that they coach has to be changed. The, the type, I mean, look what happened year after year after year. Pac-Man Jones no longer there. Signs mm-hmm. with the Denver Broncos. Yep. But him, Vontez Perfect, they, they, they give Vontez Perfect this bonus Money. They, they 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 redid his contract, and for a guy who was penalized more on that team than anybody else, doesn't really say that we're going to pay you and reward you for the great things that you're doing. Instead, you're hurting NFL players and leaving them in the hospital. Leaving a Bell's a good example of that with that low shot two years ago to his knee, taking him out for the season. 
things like that. So it's almost as if you're rewarding bad behavior. I think Marvin Lewis has a lot to do with that. Should Marvin Lewis still have a job there in Cincinnati? No, I don't. I haven't thought that for at least three or four years because every year they talk about playoffs, they do the exact opposite. They do the exact opposite. Exactly. I have to agree with you on that. Do you, you mentioned Marvin Lewis, and, and I'm surprised. He's had, you know, Carson Palmer at quarterback. He's had Chad Oshelsinko at one point in time in his career. He had TJ Hushmanzada. They had somewhat of a a top-rated defense, you know, that they actually went out and they 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 scoured through the draft. You're, you you mentioned about Marv Lewis. Why do you think he hasn't really experienced the winning? foundation that he's supposed to now yes they've made the playoffs countless times but why do you feel that him as a coach you know to be along with the greats you know and i wouldn't really say okay is he hall of fame worthy but where do you think in his mindset you know he could correct correct his current situation right now in cincinnati to not also be on the hot seat every single year you know, it's really hard for me to pinpoint that because a, I don't know Marvin Lewis very well. But when you look at when you look at all by the numbers, um, in, in last year they won, you know they played sixteen, they won seven, they lost nine of them, and for an average of the last two years. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Years has been nothing but sub five hundred years. Okay, fine. So two thousand fifteen, they were they, they were close. They're in the playoffs. They got close to the playoffs, but didn't quite go far enough, winning twelve games and four. I see this team in a very serious decline. Martin Lewis, and again, because I don't know him, I can't really speak on his behalf. I can't speak to the effects of actually knowing him and what changes in personality, and I mean his own that he either has made or changed, or maybe he, maybe the evolutionary process of who Marvin Lewis is may not be there. But he controls that, that locker room. He creates that mentality. I don't know that he has that locker room and still has yet to find a way for this locker room to evolve into the perennial powerhouse that – Bengals of the past have certainly led into. I just don't know that that he's the guy who can get them there in very similar situation to guys like Eddie Dalton. Whereas I don't know Eddie Dalton can get them over the hump. There's there, there's so many question marks. I don't know if this team will reach 500 games, or excuse me, 500 this year. Hmm. I think they're going to be catapulted by the Bengals with another seven and nine season. Yeah. You let a lot of guys go. Eloke is gone. Uh, there's so many moves and, and shifts in a draft. Any any big names? Any big guys? Anyone that 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 you would consider to to pop off on the charts of saying, "Hey, maybe this guy's a difference maker." There is no buzz. Yeah, there there's is no buzz. buzz. No buzz at all. Uh, no, no. Head coaches don't want to talk about 
well, picking up one player over the other player, whether it's a starting position or not a starting position, that's stuff they keep to themselves. They don't need people to know. You don't want to set your fans in some type of unnecessary frenzy of panic. <laughs> so, but, but, but again, looking at the Bengals, looking at their season last year, not very good. I think it's a repeat performance. I really do. Really I do. really honestly do. My last question about this Bengals team and A.J. Green. Do you feel A.J. Green, now not Calvin Johnson-esque, he's got the upside when Calvin used to play for Detroit, but do you think right now A.J. Green is in a similar situation like Calvin Johnson where you may reach the playoffs you know, one year, not reach the playoffs, but you continuously have these losing seasons? Do you think A.J. Green right now should be looking at maybe an exit, maybe at a trade-me situation. And if he was to, say, happen, get traded, could he make an instant impact going to a Super Bowl contender? Not saying what team he'd go to, but would he make an instant impact to a Super Bowl-winning organization? You know, A.J. Green is a guy that Andy Dalton predominantly has loved to connect with for such a long time. And these guys are two peas in the pod, like Ben, Ben and AB. Of course, Ben and AB hold the record uh, in the AFC North for for connections. But Andy Dalton was the oldest guy on that offensive line, and of course, AJ Green's only a year younger. So you look at where where their their, their careers are actually headed. I like AJ Green. He's a great receiver. The problem is is that he'll always be double teamed, and more so because of Brendan LaFell's exit you're going to see a lot of situations where Green is going to be double-teamed. I, I think A.J. Green could probably find better success on on, on another team. I, I really do because he's a very talented guy. I, I just don't know that uh, if, if he was to find another spot on a team, who would that perennial team be? Is, is it within the division? Does he decide to go within the division? Do the Steelers need a guy like A.J. Green? Well, I think any team regardless, is a guy uh, that will be sought after, and his name is A.J. Green. The, 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 the problem I have with, with the entire situation, maybe the contract has a little bit to do with it, but A.J. Green signed a four-year deal, $60,000 contract with the Bengals, including $15 million in the signing bonuses with 32.75 guaranteed. That's a big number. That, that's a bitter pill to swallow. Who's going to take that contract? Maybe somebody who's desperate. And I'm not saying desperate from, well, we need a wide receiver right now. But what kind of bargaining chip does he have? And I mean A.J. Green. Does he have a, a bargaining contract uh, conversation? Maybe get his contract reworked. Does he want to stay in Cincinnati? A lot more questions than answers at this point. But I think A.J. Green's a guy that you look at uh, who led the team in, in receptions last year, uh, past you know, 20 yards, Andy Dalton certainly has a gun and, and, and has, you know, shown that. Um, and besides, there's, there's still, you know, two more a year. Well, let's just say about a year left on A.J. Green's contract. He's a he's an unrestricted free agent in, in, in 2020. Will he see his way out of Cincinnati? I think so. I, I think there are other teams who are better equipped from an offensive line in addition to the quarterback situation that may make A.J. Green a guy that is sought after in the free agent market then. We want to get to the end 
of breaking down to these teams. But we have to leave it here with your favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell. Their situation's going there in that camp, right? We have Antonio Brown, right? You got Juju Seister. You got a good defense. They took a hit, you know, losing a Ryan Shazier. Could be almost career-ending, you know what I mean? This team here with the Steelers, Super Bowl or bust, I want you to take it here, Rudy, and tell me what you feel is going to happen with your Pittsburgh Steelers this year. You know, the the Steelers, that is probably, and it has nothing to do with Le'Veon Bell, whether he signs his tag or not. I think all of this is on the preface of him not signing. He wasn't there today at practice. He didn't sign his tender. And I look at this team and I think to myself, well, Ben is nearing his, his, his end. When I say nearing his end, I mean he has at least one good solid year left in him, and it's probably this year. Uh, he was contemplating last year in a, in a big-time loss. Maybe I don't have any more. Maybe, and, and, of course, maybe the media over-exaggerated it. But when you say something like, maybe I don't have it anymore to media, sometimes less is more. And in that situation, less certainly should have been more but then then clearly uh, upset by his play and it's a good thing and and at last of course Steeler fans everywhere are probably saying the very same thing well they did cut Landry Jones yes you're right they did but what they also did is putting number two behind him in Josh Dobbs who earned his spot he earned his stripes so to speak in that back of quarterback position behind Ben Roethlisberger led in passing yards at the uh, Tennessee Volunteers, their starting quarterback, now second year in the NFL. I like Josh Dobbs. I like his grittiness. I like his ability to scramble out of the pocket and make things happen. Something that you that you learn to do in the NFL is to take chances, and as a quarterback, you have to be decisive what those chances are. Ben Roethlisberger, two-time Super Bowl winner, has had some miscues. It, 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 it's duly noted, trying to force things, there that actually are not there and i'd like to think to myself maybe he's seen something that somebody else didn't and always those questions surrounding what he sees or what he does is well nobody really knows who saw what unless ben roethlisberger tells you what he did or did not see or what he did or did not like Hmm. offensively without Le'Veon bell which is perfectly okay i say sign him and trade him and get some serious draft picks because he wants obscene amount of money. And fans are extremely upset about this, and, and they have every right to, because he's, he's taking the precedent of saying one thing and then basically calling teammates a liar, that they didn't say that he was going to be in camp. But yet he's telling them that, that he is, that he said, she said. That's a bold uh, Marquis statement. County yeah. spoken to today, asked about what text messages he's had from Le'Veon Bell. And look, everybody's behind him. They understand that this is a business, but they also understand that this team, as the Steelers organization, is not going to fork up the kind of money that guys like Le'Veon Bell want. They just, they're just not going to. Go to another team. Find somebody else. I think, and in my, in my, in my professional opinion, you sign and release. You sign and trade. You sign and do something with this guy. Because clearly, Steamy last year and early on, and this has been going back and forth for quite some time, 
I want to be a stealer for life and, and always putting tweets out and things of that nature. Look, his spending habits don't exactly indicate that he's going to miss any football, right? Elaborate parties, going to strip clubs, things of that nature. And that's his business. He can do whatever he wants, his money. The problem is, is that when you, when you spend and you exceed the funds available to you or you go all out and elaborately purchase things that you don't necessarily need, it could force you to get back into whatever uniform you were wearing last year sooner than later. Of course, he's watching guys like Aaron Donald, guys like Khalil Mack, <laughs> get this kind of, of money. But don't forget, this is, this is a defense. This is an offense, except for maybe Aaron Rodgers also getting money. I don't think that he deserved uh, I really don't. You know, coming back from injury, you want to overpay the guy. That's fine. For the Packers organization, you have every reason to do that. <laughs> but as far as the Steelers are concerned, um, I don't really have any concerns from them. Uh, they, they, they did keep um, a, a hometown guy. And I, when I say hometown guy, I mean a hometown guy that I know. I don't personally know him, but we were raised in the same area out in San Bernardino, California. And that is Matt, Matt Berhey. Who could probably potentially earn his way into a starting spot, but he'll be in special teams, as far as I know. Did play for the Giants last year in the special teams unit, but he ended up signing. Um, there, there's just so many facets to this team, and with all the power between Antonio Brown, between Juju Smith-Schuster, as you had mentioned, uh, Ben Ben Roethlisberger with this with this fantastic arm uh, and to be able to make things happen when he needs to says a lot about this team's resiliency. And, and I think even though Mike Tomlin already won a Super Bowl, I think that he knows that Ben's window is closing and he wants to get him the tools that he'll need. And it's been very consistent. I mean, the franchise is very consistent in regards to where these guys come from, how do we draft them, Last Hall of Fame wide receiver from USC is Lynn Swan. Well, Juju Smith-Schuster for USC now second year in the Steelers uniform. Absolutely dynamic, but didn't get rookie of the year. Was he in conversation? In my mind, he should have been, but he wasn't. Yep. Um, that went to somebody else. But needless to say, the Steelers, with the record they had last year, winning the AFC North, I don't see anything slowing them down. I don't see them hurting themselves. We can always get in our own way. I don't think the Steelers will get in their own way at all. And we'll end up turning up the heat, as they usually do in front of a black and gold crowd at Heinz Field during the winter months where, of course, yours truly will not be in Southern California. (laughs) I hear you there. (laughs) I'll be experiencing something similar to what, they will be experiencing, at least from a weather standpoint. Absolutely, absolutely, and we we know you're going to a to a place where where we we talked off air. Kanye West <laughs> had a listening an album listening party in Wyoming, and I still don't understand where Wyoming is. <laughs> Wyoming is about an hour uh, north of where Denver, Colorado is. Okay, so you're going to the Mile High, basically, almost. <laughs> Um, something similar to that. Again, about an hour, hour and a half away. Absolutely. I know you just, you mentioned you were at the NFL draft and this NFL season right now has got so many headlines, the younger talent. When you were at that draft, and I just wanted to have, as we're closing out the show, 
when you're at that NFL draft, if you could pick two kids right now, two young men right now that are in the league that everybody should watch out for in the next two years, who are they and who and who would you call to be these guys to look out for? There are I, – there's so many great players. I can't really just name two of them. There has to be at least at least a handful, if not more, mm-hmm. stand stand out, stand up guys. And I met them. I met three of them, and I'm probably going to go out of order here, but that's okay. That's fine. Um, that's fine. The the Dallas Cowboys drafted Van Der Esch to help with that with that defensive line that that just had other teams running all over them, and they were able to get gaps into this. Cowboys defense, and of course, Jerry Jones, as insightful as he is, realized that Van Der Esch is a guy. They had conversations with him prior. I interviewed Van Der Esch at the draft. And so far, he's been holding his own very, very well. And there's absolutely no reason whatsoever, based on my knowledge, why Jerry Jones uh, or coaching would even think about keeping this guy out who's a serious performer on that line. My biggest question is whether or not he will be the only one getting into the backfield this year for the Dallas Cowboys. The other gentleman aforementioned is Terrell Edmonds at Virginia Tech. And Terrell Edmonds is a guy who had an interception in the last game in preseason. And I'd like to think that he can play in the nickel if you put him there. Uh, he can play in the free safety position if you put him there. He's a guy who's pretty pretty diverse. He did it at Virginia Tech. He's got great hand-eye coordination. He knows where to be, where the ball is. Uh, there are some things he needs to work on. But I think overall, when you look at Terrell Edmonds, I, I think what really stands out to me is his undyingness to compete on every single down. I think he's going to be a megastar for the Steelers. Um, of course, with the loss of, of, of Ryan Chazier, um, it was kind of interesting. I want to tr- throw this back to Steelers training camp when he was a rookie in 2014. I had asked uh, Ryan Chazier if uh, if he knew that people were talking about him, saying he was the smartest guy in the draft, and he says, "No, really, I, I didn't. I, I, I didn't know that." Now I, I find that hard to believe, but Ryan Chazier, as, as humble as humble as he is, uh, nice guy, but he's very. Fast. Ryan Chazier was a very fast wide receiver. Whether or not he gets back to glory and be able to play another down in the NFL, that remains to be seen at the far stretch. And I'm not going to even go on a limb to even suggest that he'll be there. However, Terrell Edmonds has that kind of speed. Um, and, and I think that Terrell Edmonds is going to be a guy that you really need to watch out for okay. because he's going to be the difference maker. In the secondary, where the Steelers have not exactly been the greatest in the secondary. Uh, of course, the, one of the key departures was Mike Mitchell, still uh, a free agent. But, but Terrell, uh, Terrell Edmonds is a guy who definitely needs to be watched out for. And then last but not least, um, I think Lamar Jackson, if, if, if he's given enough time, if, if, he's, if he's coached up enough, if there is anybody who can do that, who can instill that in him, is his coaching staff. And... I think that I think it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of patience, a lot of schoolwork uh, from him because you know clearly just entered college. So for him, this is all schoolwork. It really is because he's in school, Baltimore, 
and the Ravens will certainly do their best to make sure that, that, that he does not fail, that he succeeds. But most of all, he needs to succeed. He needs to be able to do that work and get it done. And I think that Lamar Jackson will have a solid year when the time is right, when coaching believes his time is right, and I think that he'll shine once he has that opportunity. Beautifully said, Rudy, and that is the way I'm going to close out episode 109 of Mitch Report Unleashed. And I want you to tell the listeners where they can get in contact with you. They can get familiar with your work, the com, your own personal podcast. And like I know you've been very, very busy working due digitally, doing a lot of different, different things. And I'm proud on that next step journey that you're about to showcase with. Um, the only thing that I, I'm going to have a little upset, I'm a teeny bit upset and a little tear shedding is you and Tucker are not going to be able to create that magic from what I know of. Cause you know, you've had him on your platform plenty, plenty of times. So where can the, the listeners of episode 109 of the Mitchell Port Unleashed listen to your work and be able to follow you and see all the good things you got going on? Well, I appreciate you having me on, first and foremost. It's always been a pleasure, and all I've ever wanted to do was to help make sure that I'm able to inspire other people, and I think that that's something that is not really looked at in the industry as a primary focus. And as far as that magic is concerned, all you'd be surprised what we're going to do. Uh, It may be from a long-distance standpoint, but make no mistake, uh, the show... It's not over. We've only just begun. So stay tuned for that one. You can always go to the RudeDogShow.com. Follow me at RudeDogReyes. Give me a follow on Instagram, would you? That's the Show on on Instagram. Imagine that. But um, I I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on, Rory. And I wish you the best in your endeavors. If you ever need anything, let me know. Absolutely, Rudy. I totally appreciate it. And thank you for coming on, talking some NFC, NFC, AFC, wow, AFC North <laughs> in the NFL <laughs> as it kicks off on Thursday. Atlanta plays the Philadelphia Eagles, but we will leave it there. <laughs> we don't want to give those teams any shine. So thank you for coming on to the show, my friend. Absolutely. My pleasure. Take care. Thanks for having me on. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.